0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Rob Howden here, the Road to Indy insider and of course the voice of the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Happy Friday. It is what, March the 5th now? Uh, Again, just about a month away uh, for us to get anything started at the official spring training at Barber Motorsports Park. Of course, we'll have all our drivers there. We do a lot of our social media meetings, of course, content day for us as well as we'll take all the photos of all the drivers. Busy weekend, but again, all the drivers for the first time really together uh, at Barber Motorsports Park. We'll go racing a couple of weeks later, but again, uh, we'll start things off here. How how good it's been so far? A lot of momentum in the road. To Indy twelve confirmed drivers in Indy Lights, potential for thirteen or fourteen. A lot of interest for twenty twenty two as well. Anywhere between sixteen and nineteen drivers for Indy Pro two thousand. That that particular program is growing, man, it's going to be a the level of competition in Indy Pro this year is off the hook. It's it's just that good. Uh, who's going to win the championship? I don't know. It's up in the air. And there's more names coming, I'm told. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. And probably anywhere between 24 and 26, maybe 28 drivers in USF 2000. Uh, we're slowing down a little bit there, but there are still some more announcements to come there. Uh, the, the guy who's joining me here is going to be one of the great storylines, for me at least, uh, here in 2021. because a young driver out of Texas who it didn't come up through the regular ranks. Because if you think about an Indy car driver, a road Indy driver, Formula One, what is it, right? It's karting. It's uh, junior formula racing all the way up. This guy's got no karting. Uh, he's literally, and is in parallel to what he's going to be doing this year in USF 2000, is a dirt racer. We're talking junior sprints, mini sprints, midgets, uh, sprint cars, graduating up through the, uh, the sprint car ranks into a 410 sprinter this year. So this is really interesting. Just 16 years of age, Trey Burke from Texas is joining me here today. He'll be running for Joe Dueling Racing uh, this year. Joe Dueling Autosport, I believe. Uh, I'm excited about this. Let's bring him in here right now. Trey, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm good, man. It's Friday. Uh, we're a month away from going racing. We, we just wrapped up the e series, which was a lot of fun. Uh, first and foremost, uh, let's let's start. You're going, you're going road to indie racing this year. But let's start. Tell me your origin story. When did you start racing? I, I understand that really racing runs in your family. You're the fourth generation racer in your family.
1: Uh, yes, sir. Uh, started with my great grandfather, uh, and then. Grand, And then uh, my grandfather and then his brother, actually, and then uh, my dad. And then here I am. Uh, (laughs) I started when I was eight or nine in the junior sprint, which is the lowest class on dirt. Uh, It's kind of like a go-kart engine. Um, And I did that for about a year and a half. And we realized that we can move up. We were ready for sure okay and so uh the next step would be a uh restricted micro sprint which is a 600 cc motorcycle engine yes. and they put these restrictor plates in it so it goes a little slower okay um <clears throat> from about 10 to 11 we ran that i
0: got some i got for- some pictures here i'll throw up while you're talking too and you can explain them as they go so keep going here okay. that's good
1: uh, so here's me in one of my first junior sprint wins with my dad, who also probably won that night. I, <laughs> I don't know, it. but he probably did. Okay. Um about this one here? And so this is the restrictor. This is one of the biggest races of the year, the Tulsa Shootout.
0: Yes. And
1: it is a week long. And I, at this point, I was so young, I didn't even know what I did. But this is my <laughs> qualifier. And I ended up winning, which put me in the A main. That's awesome. I came back and mom was crying, and I was like, Why are you crying? You know, I didn't <laughs> even, I, I couldn't comprehend what had just happened. But really, now how, old you. Old were you, how old were
0: you at that point? 11. Wow, that's crazy. Well, listen, I, I mentioned just before. This is what you and I have in common I didn't <laughs> win there, but I finished 10th in stock heavy at the Tulsa shootout. You weren't born yet, but back in like 2002 I think. It was amazing. So, all right, so keep keep going so so you're into that, but you just keep every year you kind of keep dialing things in, right? You you're 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 going like you said, you're on a non-wing, you're on a wing, you're in a restrictor class. Tell me about jumping into uh to one of these for the first time.
1: Uh I was 14 and my granddad had one that my uncle would drive And one weekend after the races, uh, they pulled a seat out of it and put mine in. Uh, I probably sat on a stack of like towels that big. (laughs) Uh, I had them all around me. Um, And that was my first time in a sprint car. I fell in love and we actually I was 13 when that happened. I was about to turn 14. Man. And um, and then the next year we got ours. Started in the 305. Um, We didn't know how we were going to do. We were kind of just expecting, you know, go out there. I mean, these are some tough people. These are adults. These are grown adults by far. Yeah, you're basically adults, yeah. Yeah. I was the youngest by at least five to six years. And I think about halfway through the year, yeah, about halfway through the year, we um, changed crew chiefs. Uh, We got a guy named Brad Binnick. Okay, And he completely changed everything about us. We started, you know, from only getting top 10s to winning, you know, back-to-back wow. races, consistent top threes, top fives. And it wasn't until the last month or two that we realized we could get this national rookie of the year, which is huge. And
0: even <laughs> though it's a Look at your notes. It's amazing.
1: Keep going. Even though it's a rookie thing, uh, it's only for the class. So there's grown men that have been racing these 360s and 410s that are still considered rookies.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: And so, you know, these are also people that are racing four times a week, which is a lot to compete against. And we had to find some random race in North Carolina, (laughs) And we had to use my grandfather's car, the same one I'd first driven Yeah. because, uh, two weeks before I had actually totaled mine back to back races. I flipped it twice and it was gone. So it came down to the final race and it was a nail biter for sure. I didn't even want to know. I didn't even look at anything. I didn't ask where I had to finish. I just,
0: was your mom, Was your mom went.
1: crying again when you got off the track? Uh, I think she was. It took a little longer because she had to run the calculations to see
0: if okay. we were going to get it, but a little little longer and the, the tears came. So you, won, so you won Rookie of the Year. It was the, the IMCA series, right? You won the Rookie of the Year. Yes, sir. See, that's amazing. In 2019. So, okay, that, this begs the question, of course, the, the question on everybody's mind, and we'll talk about it throughout the season. You, your whole family, your fourth generation, you guys are sprint car racers, midget racers, whatever it may be you decide that you want it all of a sudden do this pivot and you want to go and go open wheel racing. So you end up going to the Lucas oil school. I'll bring that show up. You end up running a couple of F 1600 races, uh, last year as well. Where, what was going on in your mind? When was that switch? What fought, fa- what fueled, uh, that desire to potentially try to go to IndyCar? Um, well,
1: it kind of started at the banquet when I received the rookie of the year award. Okay. Uh, our team owner Joe Dueling was sitting there and we were just kind of talking and he was like, Hey, do you want to go for the championship in the 305? And I was like, yeah, you know, we can, I think we can do it for sure. You know, we, we got the team and then out of nowhere, I think it was dad or somebody just said, well, what, ha- what about asphalt racing? I mean, let's just like, see, you know, and all of a sudden everybody just kind of, you know, Turned their heads like he was
0: on something. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And,
1: but then we kind of sat there and started thinking about it and we're like, well, why not? Uh, yeah.
0: See, the thought started, right? Yeah. I and,
1: uh, you know, granddad was, you know, grew up and raced with AJ Foyt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he knew obviously it was possible. Uh, Joe has so many connections that he was able to, you know, call some people, Jeff Senden being the Sinden. big one. Yep. Um, Ed Carpenter's old crew chief to come and just check us out so we did some research and we found this Lucas Oil School of Racing
0: here you are here
1: and yep that is my first win and it was in the rain it I had no idea you know this was my third ever asphalt race and (sighs) I it rained and you know, that's what I'm used to. You know, every lap the truck changes on dirt where it's the same way on asphalt. I'm yep. not having to, you know, watch these people get consistently hit their marks. Now I'm finally, you know, not sliding around as much. And that was huge. I think uh, that was another
0: tearjerker for sure. <laughs> for mom um, again? <laughs> yes. I can't um, wait to meet your mom. That's fantastic. Hey, listen, <laughs> let me ask you this question because again, Talk about the move then, because you're used to horsepower. You're used to right. driving the car with the horsepower, with the rear tires, right? Getting on the throttle. What you jump into the Lucas Oil School car? That, I don't. What is it? 120 horsepower, maybe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Probably 100, maybe 120. What What was that like? Because it's just it's a totally foreign animal to you. Uh, that's a huge thing.
1: I'm still having to change how I drive because yeah. even you know a USF car doesn't quite have the horsepower or the torque. You know, in a sprint car, you get on the throttle and you're going. Like, <laughs> there is no, you can't go up the gears. It's, you know, you're going. And it took me a while. And I know that the instructors for the Lucas school, uh, Pippa Mann, RC Enerson, were huge on, like, you can't drive this like a sprint car. You know, I'm like the braking, you know, you got to get a quick stab. Yep. let off it where I'm trying to you know trail brake the whole time and <laughs> it's uh and I'm getting on throttle, you know I'm got a heavy foot at first, going up the gears and cars you know sliding around and it was an experience, but I'm glad we
0: did the school. It helped me so much. I agree. So, okay. So you guys dive straight in. This is what I love. And and you guys, you end up running an F 1600 championship race at the end of the season. What team did you run with and how did that go? Um, so we found that with
1: rice race prep, Greg Jackson Lee had won the team USA scholarship and there were two rounds left at, uh, Pittsburgh International mm-hmm. and Road Atlanta. And we'd messaged this guy, Greg Rice, and kind of, you know, why not? Let's go do it. Everybody yeah. had been saying F sixteen hundred was a great car. They race similar to the Lucas cars. And so we get there and our luggage gets lost. <laughs> <Of> so <course. laughs> first time in the car, I'm using my teammate Simon Sykes' stuff to get fitted for the seat. Um, and we go out there. I think the biggest thing was I had to learn the shifting. That's a, you know, it's a four speed. You're, you don't have paddles. You're yep. on the lever and yep. the cockpit is small, but I think it took the first weekend at Pittsburgh to figure it out. Um, but once we got to Road Atlanta, we were, we were great. We were top five for the whole time. and. Uh, Greg Rice has got the setups. That's the best team that we saw there. Everything about the car, the team, just it all flowed so well together that I have probably never been on another team other than our own quite like it that was just that good.
0: Yeah, Greg's been around for a long time, that's for sure, and knows and how mm-hmm. to prep a car. <clears throat> For me, it's just such a wild thing because it's just so far from what you're used to, especially Road Atlanta. You know, you're used to these these dirt tracks, Road Atlanta undulations, the braking, and of course, all the shifting. You said, can, can you can you talk a little bit about uh, iRacing? Have you been able to use the sim? Has that been a really big tool for you in terms of getting a feel for how to make this transition? It, extremely. It's the one of the biggest things I've ever done. I'm so glad I got
1: iRacing years ago um and even with the lucas cars you know if we were going to homestead i'd jump on there and with a few of the other guys eli navarro one of them and uh we would just spend hours and hours just figuring out hey there's a bump here it's going to affect the car here you're going to want to roll speed here and all these things and i don't think without that because I'm, I'm pretty methodical when it comes to being at a track for the first time, that that did put me a few steps ahead, and I think it was huge.
0: So what what I love here is you're not just doing. This isn't a straight transition because you're still going to run the 410 sprint car this year. You're going to do some pavement midget racing. You're going to do some dirt midget racing. So this is kind of. I'm going to throw you – okay, you mentioned A.J. Foyt. I know that you, you told me before that your great-grandfather – I was, I think it was your great-grandfather that raced with A.J., correct? Your grandfather. Come, your grandfather when he was coming up. Uh, so you've got that in your mind. It's like an A.J. Foyt, Mara, Andretti. You're like a throwback kind of guy trying to do both at the same time, right? You're going to go dirt racing one weekend. You're going to go uh, uh, racing wherever, Road America the next weekend uh, in your USF 2000 car. The back and forth I think is going to be amazing. Uh, here's one thing I want to ask you. And we, we talked about it. Lucas Oil Raceway for the, uh, the carb the carb night classic. Are you going to run the pavement midget and the USF 2000 car?
1: We'll see. Maybe. we'll see. I'll still have to, we haven't made our first laps yet in the pavement midget. Okay. Uh, but we'll have Bob East on the wrenches. All right. So, why not? <laughs> yeah, yep. And so depending on how we do, there's a really good
0: chance at it. I love it. That's fantastic. All right. So tell me about this. this you, uh, what, what was it like when you first got into the USF 2000 car? You obviously are quickly jumping up through over you know the course of a year. Lucas Oil School of Racing, the F1600 car. Now you go slick some wings. So now you've got more downforce, more horsepower, better braking, more tires. Uh, what was it like when you first got in this car? Um, the first time
1: that I got in this car was at MSR Houston, 15 minutes from my house. Yep, And it is a rough track. I was... Oh, is it? It took about four days of testing, but after the final one, I was having dad take the gloves off my hands for me. I couldn't even
0: really get my hands
1: off the steering wheel, uh, but it was great. I loved it. If anything with more power, I'm all for it for sure. Um, I think the Lucas School did prepare me in a good way for this. Yep. Um And I think the car, it'll be some great racing for sure.
0: So you talk about the fact that maybe a little sore on the body. Uh, Have (laughs) you doubled down on the fitness side of things? Like you don't look like you're a big dude. So, uh, so is, uh, are you working on the fitness a little more? For sure. Um, (laughs) I've been
1: hitting the gym multiple times a week um, for at least an hour, you know, more than that, and just getting everything, arms, stamina, core, just, kind of the essentials, a uh, little bit of neck, not as much, kind of a smaller gym, but um, thankfully some of it, like I do have a s- little bit of neck muscles from the sprint car. Um, so I don't need that as of yet, but for sure, arms and stamina were huge.
0: One question I want to ask you, because Cody Swanson told me this, of course he was a great story last year, uh, running in the Indy Pro 2000 uh, Freedom 90 for Legacy Autosport, ended up getting that win. What was it like for you to transition on just the seating position? That's one of the things that Cody mentioned to me, you know, you got, you got it's like you're sitting in a bar chair, right? You're driving the spring mm-hmm. car. Uh, and he mentioned the fact that when you're, you know, you, when you're laying back down in the Indy pro 2000, your, your head is where your butt usually is. Is that something mm-hmm. that was tough to transition to be, to get into that driving, that driving position? Oh, for sure. Um, everything
1: about it. Um, even the steering wheel is, you know, up here where in the dirt car, it's, <laughs> it's kind of there. down. <laughs> yep flat um it took a while um again the lucas car did help with the transition so when i was able to get in the usf car it wasn't as bad but it was for sure a learning process you know you sit down and you're like laying down your feet are higher than your stomach it, you're like what's happened here
0: <laughs> yeah yep. what am i
1: in <laughs> but right. yeah, after the first few weeks it got to normal are you enjoying
0: it so far Oh, for sure! I love it. That's awesome. What about uh, what about karting? Have you ever thought about doing any karting on the side to get you more seat time, more affordable seat time in terms of turning left and right? Um, not really. Just all i racing right now. Just
1: pretty much i yeah. racing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I go kart locally, but <laughs> yeah. uh, as terms of you know what all these other people have done, I don't think so. Um,
0: but I mean, I mean, just, tra- help, just just but... track days as well. You know, there's there's, yeah. there's a couple of great tracks in Houston you can go to, right? Speed Sports is there. Give you mm-hmm. ju- just to, it's just to get some more track time, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We've just never
1: really thought of it. Okay. I think that with everything we've got going on, um, you know, I'd You're love. Pretty to. busy. <laughs> You're pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. busy. <laughs> uh, I'd love to get in anything. You know, if I could yeah. go to a local track and just hop in it and make laps, I know it helps everything yep. does but as of now i don't think we've even really looked into it
0: okay interesting uh so uh let me uh let me ask about expectations what 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 is your what are your goals in USF 2000 here for, for, uh, for 2021. You're only 16 years of age. You're just jumping into this thing. S- steep, steep learning curve. We got Barbara, we got St. Pete, you know, then we go to Indy for the, the Indy races. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do on the oval. you will be probably decently comfortable there. Uh, but what are your expectations? What's, what's, what's a good season for Trey Burke? Um, well, I
1: know that we'll have to, I think results as in improvements. Yeah. I think that, as long as we can keep, you know, we could finish dead last in the first race, but as long as by the end of the year we're still moving up and making improvements, I think that'd be good. Um, I agree. I do, for the oval, have expectations for myself just mm-hmm. because I feel mentally that I should have somewhat of an edge on maybe some other people that have never been there uh, in the way that their racing will kind of work. But other than that, I think for sure, I'd love to, obviously, a podium and a win would be great, but for now, uh, top fives and top tens consistently. Keep consistent, keep making improvements, and the better finishes will come.
0: You know, here's one thing we're probably going to hear a lot of throughout the season, and that's going to be comparisons to you and some guys like a Chris Wyndham, whatever it may be. Here's one for you from Dave Waite. Maybe the next Klaassen. Brian Claussen,
1: obviously? I'd love to. Uh, Legend, right? Uh, Joe Dueling, uh, the team owner, was yep. actually Brian Claussen's old mm-hmm. team owner. And so I think that if Joe didn't see something in me, he wouldn't be here. And so I think that I use that as motivation sometimes if I have a bad race, like, hey, we're okay this stuff happens That's it. and with that mindset i think absolutely the next brian clausen you know you're all over that
0: all over it i love it (laughs) good man all right so you've raced a lot of amazing racetracks we talked about uh uh the tulsa shootout uh chili bowl have you did you run the chili bowl this year
1: yeah kind of we blew an engine in the heat (laughs) next year though For sure. Next year.
0: I like that. So, but you've been to Pittsburgh, you've been to, uh, road Atlanta. You look at the schedule. Let's not look at Lucas Oil Raceway. Of course, you're looking forward to that one. What other racetrack? Is there another racetrack on our schedule for USF 2000? You're like, man, I can't wait to get there. St. Pete. St. Pete. It's just
1: one of, you know, it's one of the most, I think, hyped up races. And I, I do like the road courses. I think those are my, the street courses. Sorry. And I think um, if you can do good at St. Pete and the street courses, that is a good indicator that you can probably do good on other things just because you can't mess up. You got to stay consistent. You got to hit your marks. If you drive it in five feet farther, that could be the car totaled and you're not racing for the rest of the week. So I love it.
0: Well, you're used to driving up on the cushion against the wall, so that's that's not going to worry you too much there. Another thing about the street circuits, and you can mention this, is is it's a level playing field, right? Everybody else is tested at a road America, or wherever else we're going, mid Ohio. When you go to Toronto, or when you go to St. Petersburg, everybody's in the same you know, level playing field, right? So that that'll play to you a little bit for sure.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure, I think that is we're going to need for now as much help as we can get, and I'm um, welcome to all of it. So having a a level playing field will for sure kind of set the tone for, you know, this and Toronto on how we're going to do. And um, there's always going to be improvements that we're going to have to make. And that's just part of it. Um, But I think also being able to adapt if something's wrong with the car will still give us good results.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Well, this is this is exciting. That the crossover nature of your program, I think, is great. Obviously, a lot of fans from IndyCar and the road indie are going to be following you. They're going to be watching what you're doing. They're also going to want to probably start following you as well in your in your dirt world. Where do you see yourself uh, away from USF 2000? What what's the plans? Where are you going to be racing the 410 Sprinter? Um, I think we're going to keep it up in Indy with uh, Jeff
1: Sindon up at his shop. And a lot of the summer, we are just – anytime we can, we might just take the 410 out because there's so many local tracks that you can race the sprint car at that yeah. we might just go out there and, you know, two-man, three-man show and kind of just see what we can do and get as much seat time as we can.
0: Indiana Sprint Week, Indiana Midget Week, baby?
1: Not Midget Week. <sighs>
0: possibly sprint week. All right. Good stuff. I love it, man. Well, listen, Hey, thank you so much for joining me here. Great to finally meet you. I look forward to seeing you track side throughout the 2021 season. I think it's an exciting program. I think you have the right mindset that you're trying to get better and better working your way up the, the ranks. And again, we've seen so many drivers uh, like Billy boat or rather like Chad boat, like Chris Windham, uh, like Cody Swanson, guys who have come in from higher levels of, you know, the sprint car uh, uh, silver crown, whatever it may be. And then try to get into Indy lights You're the first person that I've seen say, you know what? I want to do it now. I want to start USF 2000 and grow. We saw Cody Swanson do Indy Pro 2000 last year instead of Indy Lights, like so many other drivers have done, did. And I really praise that. It was a great idea for Cody. You're doing it right though. 16 years of age, right into the road, Dandy, the parallel programs. I think it's going to be an exciting year for you. I think it'll be great. Um, I think that.
1: Uh, you know, there's a lot of people saying that, you know, we probably shouldn't be doing this, and we should have just probably, if we were going to do it, gone and just paid and gotten a ride on a team. But we looked at everything again, and we have the trailer, we have the hauler, it's the same stuff we use for the sprint car.
0: There it is right there. And
1: there it is. And (laughs) so we kind of thought we have the crew, we have all the people, and combined, they have all the knowledge in the world. And so here we are. And, you know, it might not work and that's okay, but we are for sure going to do our absolute best to make it.
0: Well, you are going to learn a ton. That's the bottom line, man. This is fantastic. Hey, thank you so much for joining me, Trey. I guess I'll see you in a month time. We'll be a barber for spring training. Otherwise, uh, enjoy your testing. Yes, sir. Thank you. There he is, folks. Trey Burke, uh, what a tremendous young man. Well-spoken, of course. But you think about the levels of experience he has, the car control he is going to have, uh, especially if we ever get into the wet. He said he's used to sliding the car around, really working the throttle, driving the car off the throttle, as opposed to uh, you know the way you drive a, an open-wheel formula car. I just think it's a great story. 16 years of age, worked his way up through the dirt ranks. He mentioned the Foyt connection. He wants to be that throwback. He, he's a, a guy that wants to be doing the dirt, and jump into the road to Indy and eventually the NTT Indy Car Series. And how many times or how many people, of course, who are dirt fans are always clamoring for that one badass dirt guy to get that opportunity to come and run? They're doing it a bit different here. They're going to bring him in early into USF 2000. We'll see him go ideally through Indy Pro 2000 up into Indy Lights. This could be something brand new for a guy doing dirt and the Junior Formula Open Wheel Program. I'm excited about it. Trey Burke's definitely going to be a guy to watch. Make sure to follow him on social media, folks, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is a guy you're going to want to follow because it's a, a fantastic story. We'll talk all about it throughout the 2021 season. Again, great to have Trey Burke with us. He'll be running for Joe Dooling Autosport, Jeff Sinden running that program. And of course, we'll hit the ground running at Barber Motorsports Park. We start off the season in late April. Thank you so much for joining me here, folks. It's Friday. Have a tremendous weekend. Enjoy yourself. And again, uh, I'm super excited about this new season. We look forward to it. Book it.